And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Hello and welcome back to what kind of feels like the first edition of this season's Warriors Plus Minus podcast. I know we did a couple little uh appetizers the last couple weeks with, with, with two of us at once but now all three of us are here tim kawakami and marcus thompson we've had a media day to discuss and it was an interesting one with noted controversial figure andrew wiggins <laughs> just entering the mix how are you guys good i'm good yeah going through 15 uh, press conferences yesterday was a lot with a lot of news going on and just a bit of tension. Marcus, you wrote about that. That was a tense room when Andrew Wiggins was up there. Not used to that. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors media day over the years has definitely provided some moments, right? <laughs> uh, that It's amazing how it somehow manages to be unique. That, that was as unique as it gets. I mean, we've had trade demands in, in you know, media day. We've had, like, new tattoos of guns revealed. We've never had like the most unassuming kind of introverted player uh, on the team like go in like that, <laughs> right? I, I've never seen that part before. It was it was definitely interesting. He he was kind of mad at you, Slater. I don't understand. I mean, I guess you represent the media, so he's mad at the media. But I'm gonna say he's he mad, mad at, at all of us. Um, no, it's. What makes that all interesting, and you know, Tim mentioned it being a tense room, like nobody was more tense or or didn't want to be there more than Andrew Wiggins, right? Like he does not want to be in this situation. This is not uh, some crusader who couldn't wait to get his anti-vax, you know, opinions out there. It's just he happens to be uh, one of really at this point him and like Kyrie, I believe, or or one of only two players in the league who are at risk of not being able to play because they're unvaccinated. I believe there's somewhere around 45, 50 unvaccinated players in the league. Um, but Wiggins is kind of forced into being one of the faces of it because of who he plays for. And that's why he has to sit in front of um, not only just a media contingent, but a fan base who, let's be honest, skews a lot more liberal, skews a lot more like, uh, you know, is this the most vaccinated city in, in the nation? I think it might. it's way up there. Yeah, it's way up yeah. there. Yeah, so like he, like this is somewhat of a storm. I think he's unwillingly walking into. Like I understand that, like if he really was didn't want to be part of this, he would just kind of get it and, and get this over with. So so you can't absolve him of all blame. But he like this is not necessarily a fight he wants, and I think that does add to the to the mix of kind of like the the odd nature of what we saw yesterday. Yeah, and you know, there's a countdown. You know, that's what, what. When does he have to get the shot or not play? And and they're not there yet. So I think some of this, you know, that back against the wall question, which I give credit for the person who asked it, is exactly what he was feeling because he repeated, it. yeah, backs against the wall. And if he feels strongly about this, I think we all feel, you know, have our own feelings about what this is. 
Uh, he's free to have his own opinion. Uh, I, you know, I don't know exactly what kind of research he's doing on it. I think his teammates would be pointing out that there's great research on this that would lead in favor of getting vaccinated. It's all understood. It's freedom of choice. But uh, I think it's coming down to like that. That's the reality here. It, it, it isn't exactly the moment he must do this. This is the moment that puts him in the spotlight. This is the moment he has to talk about it. But when it really starts affecting his career and the warrior season is what you've done. I think you've done the countdown on October this. 7th. Cause we're yeah. talking, look, they've given the Johnson Johnson vaccine to pretty much anybody on the team that wanted it. That's the one they've given. And that's the one shot that 14 days later, you're considered fully vaccinated. Their home opener is October 21st against the Clippers. So that would make October 7th, the, the drop dead date, right? Yep. Yep. And, you know, and, what does strike me is, I mean, you have Kyrie out there, you have Bradley Beal, and, but they also have CJ McCollum say, hey, you know, I think the important note here is that 90% of NBA players are vaccinated, and that's a higher rate than, and he didn't say this, but I'm saying this, it's a higher rate than in, in the U.S. Uh, I, I just know it's it's hard to get 90% of people to agree on anything, you know, on, you know, what to eat today, on, you know, what day it is. It's this is just, you're just going to have some people who think differently. It's the world. It's human nature. Just so happens that Andrew Wiggins is one of them. We would not have expected just generally for him to be the outlier, the person who who was up there, you know, whispering not happily into a microphone under this barrage of questioning, which obviously is a logical barrage. But it just so happens and the numbers worked out where the Warriors got one of those guys. Uh, and he is he is thinking the way he's thinking he's obviously not pleased to be put in this position but he isn't put in this position i don't like he put himself in this he's an nba player yes you you have you have no no even that the way he specifically andrew wiggins has handled this put him in this position you watch jonathan isaacs do his interview he wasn't all snippy about it or chippy he 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 knew this was coming he could have had a statement ready he didn't even have to do media day Yep, if you're willing to walk away from 15 million potentially, I'm sure you'd be all right taking the fine for not doing your interview at media day. Like he put himself on that podium, right? He's yeah. the one who would like no he could no have question. avoided this in a in a in a number of ways. Now, granted, well, avoided avoided the moment. He can't yes, avoid yes, this avoided situation. the moment. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I mean. I kind of I, I feel Slater on this. He he's he the issue. It seems like to me the issue is that he's being put as the face of this, right? And and he's got to sit there and answer. And the way he interacted with us, like you know, who are we to that he has to ask, you know, has to, has to answer to us. That moment of having to answer, it didn't have to go that way. It didn't have to be that way. And that's his own handling. Like, well, let's be honest. Look, if he was on the Houston Rockets, he wouldn't have had any type of quotes about it. We might not even know. Because he'd just play. Um, just like, you know, Jonathan Isaac, you're right. He had, you know, he he clearly had some thoughts he wanted to get out, but Jonathan Isaac is 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 more outward about all this and, and wants to be out there. Jonathan Isaac also can play this season. Jonathan Isaac could play in the opener. Just like Bradley Beal. He said all he said yesterday, definitely some controversial statements. Um, uh, but Bradley Beal will be you know, playing in the Wizards home opener. Uh, and that is the the difference with Wiggins, where I do feel a lot of his uncomfortability is his locker room sitting there and staring at him. And, and that's probably what we should get into. Like the fact, like what this does to the team, because Bradley Beal's teammates don't probably don't care that much that Bradley Beal has these comments because Bradley Beal will be there for them. 
the big the big monkey in the room, whatever you want, elephant in the room right now is the fact that uh, he might not play and they might not have their small forward. And then like, what do they do then? Yeah. I mean, that's where it gets to the countdown. It's like, I think, you know, we heard they would all say it. And I think Steph said it, you know, maybe more to the side of, uh, would you go ahead and get this at some point? But they do understand they're not going to, you know, push him into anything that he doesn't want to do. They're going to appreciate that he's an individual. They're going to, at this point, they're risking something to be around a player who's not not vaccinated. But that's you know that that that's a decision everybody makes. That's now though, you know, that's not open up at home, and they do not have their starting small forward. That's a big deal. That's just the the, the life you chose here. That you're an NBA player, you're getting paid a lot of money. You have practiced a lot your teammates have practiced a lot they're all working hard to win and you have to make the decision i think that's basically what andre was saying it's like you know there, there are some things you have to you, you, cho- you choose to do things for the greater good of whatever organization or whatever family or whatever thing you believe in uh even if you aren't 100 percent convinced by it i think most of the world most of the the, the logical reasoning believe in science world uh, believes in the vaccinations but y- that doesn't mean everybody does. And I just think this, but they're, they're choose. What I felt from that was they're, you know, the most important people in that locker room are giving him his space. They're available to talk to him. I mean, Jesus, I mean, I mean, Steph's done zoom calls with Fauci. I mean, I know that there's no question what he's thinking about this, but they're going to give him his room because they've got some time, not a lot of time, but they got some time. Now, if it gets to the point where he does not get that shot, you know, with, Within the two week span before the home opener, I think then we'll really see this boil in the locker room. It might be boiling already in the Warriors' offices. It might be boiling already in other spots. I think in the locker room, let's see if he gets that shot. You you know what else I thought was an interesting note within his presser yesterday? He's clearly not happy that the organization let this out. Yeah, he's Um, very unhappy about that. Yeah, he had the comment basically. You know, I want to keep it private. It was like probably the ninth time he'd said the word private. I want to keep this private. And then he went. Uh, but, you know, you anything that happens behind these walls, you'll probably know within two hours. Uh, and you could tell he said it in like a exasperated, exhausted way. Like, you know, I can't believe they, they just allow this stuff out. And I, that's, you know, as we talk about where this might head and um, the, the the idea that, look, it's it's probably pretty untenable for them to, to say, you know what, Andrew, all right, fine, we'll pay you half your salary and you'll only play road games. Like, they can't really do that. So if it gets to a point where he just, like, really just digs all the way in and says he's not doing it and we have to write what might be the end of their relationship, I think how this all went down is, is an important part, too. I, I think that's a fair write by him, too. Uh, I'd be hot. <laughs> I'd be hot, too, if my personal you know medical information who i did not leak got out like i think that's a fair criticism by him and a fair reason to be upset uh i I don't i don't actually mind any of it um you know i mean obviously wings is not like this pr savvy dude who's gonna handle it perfectly but to me the the uniqueness about all of this is and you know, from the people I've talked to, there's like this universal theme, TK, right? You know, I'm talking about where it's like, like where, where is this coming from, right? Like everybody's like, not, not, not his necessary, not that he has his feelings about Vax, but that like, this is something he's going hard on. It's, 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 it's stunning to so many people just to see, 
Wiggins in this light, like the way he was talking to, uh, you know, the media yesterday, man, my phone is like, yo, I've never seen everybody's like, I've never seen him. Like I've never seen him like this. And so that's the kind of stunning part that he had, he has this in him, uh, which, you know, is obviously going to set him up for, you know, later moments where they're going to want to see that same kind of energy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, I mean, I think, you made a good point in comedy. If this doesn't get out, maybe he's already gotten a shot or he's, you know, he, it isn't this big an issue in his head. This is, you know, a lot of things in his mind. It's, you know, it's his personal decision, but it's his privacy that's in his mind has been violated. I, I understand some of this on the Warriors part. They're just exasperated. They're like, let's just get this guy the shot. Everybody else has gotten a shot. And let's just not have this be an issue. I, you can understand it from his point of view if you if you are have this approach that you don't want one and it's your right to nobody's there's no mandate there's no and there's specifically no NBA mandate to get the shot then why is it you know splashed on uh, out you know in stories before I can actually make a final decision on this yeah but, uh, and you but know yeah, he knows it, players across the league who are unvaccinated and it doesn't yes, you know doesn't absolutely. matter nobody's writing about them absolutely. they're not even having to answer really questions about it Absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, we don't know. Andrew. I, I felt like saying, you know, you know, we, nobody's known Andrew Wiggins. And now maybe we, we are getting a first good look at, at at some things that he'll fight for. Maybe the, the one thing that he'll fight for. And it's and fascinating, right? Yeah. yeah and it happens to be the thing that probably, you know, 90 percent, 95 percent of the of the and certainly the people in San Francisco, certainly the people in the Bay Area would disagree with. But. At least he's, you know, he's doing it. He's he sat on that podium, uh, sort of answered some questions. Uh, but I do think it was a God. I'm praising Marcus far, far too much here. But your question was, well, why don't you just explain why? Right. If, if, if you feel this strongly, then how come you're not explaining it was something that pissed him off. But it was because it was a good question because he, he can't. He, he won't. He hasn't. He says he will. So maybe I'm wrong. At some point, maybe he will. But he's, this is the time to do it, right? This is the time, and he didn't do it. So that it's all this, you know. He's an enigma. We know he's been an enigma number one pick, and people don't really know him. They like him, like everybody likes him. The elites, yeah, was like, I think that you know, helps, right? It makes it so yeah, shocking absolutely. That like this like is not him. a this is this is not a you know a, a locker room dummy. This is somebody who is popular, who cares about his teammates. They couldn't fake this. This is real. Yeah, nah. yeah, He's a good just, dude. Nobody's yeah, ever yeah. said a bad word about him. Yeah, this That's is what. somebody who, if he does get the vaccine and he's playing in the home opener, this immediately becomes never an issue. You know what yes. I mean? Like yes. the, the players okay. are like, okay, Andrew, thank you for getting that. Now just you, we're fine. You're Andrew it Wiggins. It might help, right? They might be like, yeah. man, we know you didn't want to do that, and yes. you did it for us, right? Yes. It'll be like it'll be a boon to him because they already think he's a good dude. Agree, yeah. agree, and, and you know, and, and he's an important player, right? He's just well, like, that's that's the key he's, here. He's like this could it this could set their season down a path but, that like but, we're but, already but, saying it's over, like not over, but like they're not. I mean, it's weird to say, but I take them completely out of title contender status if Andrew Wiggins is gone. But look, I mean, look, like they, here's an interesting thought process. Uh, which which would you which is the 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 prime choice for the Warriors, if you can get out of half a salary and you do it, <laughs> save the tax money, or do you swap them and get a better and get a starting small forward if you can, or something for them if you can? You probably I mean, won't I, get a starting small I, I, forward. I, I think while Clay is out, they would rather 
have them have Andrew Wiggins out there. No question. Just for road game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have an eight game yeah. home stand early. Yeah, it, in it, that's it's not imagine. good, but they, yeah, they would rather have Wiggins playing than not playing. And you can't use that money now for anybody who's unless Otto Porter is fantastic and healthy uh, or Andre, you know, has a fifth life uh, who can and give you 25 minutes a game. They don't know. I mean, they don't know that at all about those two guys, specifically health wise. So I think they would take Andrew Wiggins. They've made this decision. Long you mean ago. like keep him, save yes. the save the salary? Well, I mean, what, are, you, are you saying what's the options here? The option is just the option drop. is like, all right, he's only going to play half the games, yeah, and we're only going to give him half the salary, which I presume would lower his cap figure. Yeah, that's not decided yet. That's not decided. Yeah. I yeah, I don't. That, I'm just saying, like, if, in other words, what what do you what what do they What's more valuable to the Warriors? Is it the $150 million <laughs> they'd be saving by, uh, you know, by just cutting ties with him? Or but I don't think they can. I don't think they can really cut ties with him. Yeah, no, they would. I mean, look, they. I think they would explore the trade market and should. That's what I'm if it's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't know what. What do you get? You're not. I, I, yeah, you're, not getting, I don't just, think you're, getting you're not getting anything. equal value. Yeah. I mean, like you know, there are there's interesting constructions out there. Like maybe you could, you know, T.J. Warren's dealing with a foot injury, so that's another you know situation. But you know, maybe like a T.J. Warren Jeremy Lamb thing, or you know, what one I wouldn't do, but I bet Houston would. Uh, John Wall. Uh, but you know, there are. You're not. You're not going to get back what Andrew Wiggins would give you if That's he's giving point. you eight. No, yeah. no question. No, question. it's not even close. It won't even yeah. be close. Now, now he starts missing. You know that that home game count starts getting to, into the tens. You know, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, it, that's not a value for them, but. And, you know, you have to see, you know, the luxury tax almost seems superfluous at this point, but it isn't to Joe Lake of, I'm sure, and it isn't to the dollars that they can spend on somebody else. Uh, they're, that, they're that's kind of what I mean, TK. Like, yeah. you just take it, right? Especially yep. if you can get that his salary number down to yep. 15, and, 20 and, even and keep and, him for the road games. And maybe the San Francisco mandate changes. You know, I don't yeah, know that yeah. it will, but, you know, I think there was some thinking that it might. At some point in the season, I don't know. This, I mean, these are all completely. This is the you know the easy answer for Kerr and Myers. Like this is completely new territory. They're not going to spit out about hypotheticals or what ifs or. No, of course they have to, right? They they have to. They have to be thinking if he's not playing home games, who's the starting small forward? What do they do with the roster? Do they try to trade? They have to be. You're, you're not a good front office or a head coach if you're not thinking about every other option, not in, just including. Andrew Wiggins and including all of them. But yeah, I, I just think that they're not set up to trade him and get a massive contract. And I'm, I'm arguing this. I think it would take them adding a first round pick to do it. I, I think it, they'd have to add value to get anything where they could play that player at a wing position who they can feel good about a player because Andrew Wiggins has anti-value. This was before this all happened. And now it's not a value. <laughs> like they're not getting anything back that they're gonna like. They're gonna get stuff back that they don't like. To get anything back that they like in any measure of satisfaction, they'd have to give up something that they don't want to give up. Jonathan Kaminga, first round pick. Moses Moody, James Wiseman, and when we know they, so that would be the thing they really. What, what if it costs Joe Lacob, Jonathan Kaminga to move off of Andrew Wiggins? That would be a major penalty for them. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you're 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 generally right with obviously like because he has a negative value contract uh, league wide. What is kind of unprecedented about this situation is that he can play for other teams. Yep. Yep. So it's not like you're trading this guy that has to go and play 41 only road games for another He's team. Uniquely like unvaluable to the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre thing. Yeah. Or or the Brooklyn team. Well, or, or, um. The, but the I mean the the weird thing about the rule honestly is he they could technically trade him to the Clippers and then he could play in the home over. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's it's kind of odd. That, it's, he could play yeah. when he comes to San Francisco. Yep. Yep. Right. Imagine trading him and then he comes to the arena and he's like, oh, oh, I can play now. I can play. Here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or how about another uh, notable part of yesterday? Uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, pretty pretty uh vocal anti or you know just like not vocally not getting the vaccine wasn't he top trade target of the summer yes. of, of some of the core well <laughs> that's can't really right. trade for him at this point that's right i didn't think about that yeah uh it, 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 it this is all new stuff so many different factors i mean like people are asking me, can the Warriors just cut Wiggins and say, claim that he's not, you know, he's not representing them, you know, in the way the contract says that he would? I wouldn't think so. But geez, if you can't, like, you know, if you or all of us decide that we're not working half the time, I think the company might not be pleased by that. So, uh, or, or you know, fail to meet it, but it gets, it gets into a weird territory with like. Yes. You know, or, the fact that the government is like mandating he, I don't know, I, a conversation I don't think we all want to have right now, but like, no, no. this is just such a, it's just like the unprecedented nature of, of, of everything really the last couple of years, but this is just like the, the latest example of it. It's just, and I don't look, uh, what we were talking about earlier is right. They really like Andrew Wiggins and they really believe Andrew Wiggins will be a very positive impact for them at the small forward position this year. So they're going to try to make this work however possible. Yep. I think that's what we, I think that was a lot about what yesterday was kind of focused on for them organizationally. Like we accept that he has these opinions. We like him. We will not contradict him. We'll not have a public argument with him. Absolutely. Although other than leaking, leaking information about him, but that, that wasn't the people up at the podium. And then they're going to hope and, you know, that he thinks of what's the greater good here. The greater good for them is for him to be playing in, in 41 home games. We shall see if that happens. I would think that, as Meyer said, he expects the full team to be vaccinated. I think that was part of what the uh, the idea of the whole thing is. But um, they don't know. And I don't know that Andrew Wiggins knows for sure yet. Marcus, any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I pretty much exhausted myself on this topic in the column, <laughs> which is the great call. part about column writing, right, TK? Like, at, you get it out, it's like, all right, it's there. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything else. But I, I just, for, for the sake of Wiggins and everybody involved, I, I can't imagine they can't wait till November <laughs> when this is all resolved behind them and nobody's talking about it anymore. Like, well, there's like, one way to get it behind him very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. But, you know. All right, well, we should probably talk about other stuff because... A few other I'm, things were coming out of that, that, that day yesterday. <laughs> Beyond that, that's what a day it was. Tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, number one, Draymond Green didn't show up. Um, I, he, They say have as a personal reason. I mean, you talk to people behind the scenes, they, they 
they say it's legit. Uh, I don't know if Marcus or Tim, you've heard anything otherwise, but uh, I want to see if Draymond's there in these first couple days of practice. If he, if this absence extends longer, it gets a lot more interesting because uh, remember last year, I mean, the fact that he wasn't at training camp early on, it was because of the COVID, but that like to him, at least he said the rest of the year kind of like set him back that he didn't get all these early practices. So that is to me, topic number two of most importance right now, like Draymond Green getting back and practicing with this team. Yeah. And, and to be around all these new players. I mean, obviously he doesn't have to start blending in with figuring out how to blend with Andre, but there's a ton of new players. We don't know if the young players are going to get minutes, but do you want them on the floor with Draymond? You want them to feel what it's like to be in the Draymond, Steph, you know, that whole thing. And you already don't have Clay going to be practicing. You already don't have Wiseman not practicing. The longer they go without Draymond, it's just, you know, the, the stuff that they talk about is that they want everybody to f- to feel like what it is to play with Draymond and Steph, and he's not out there. I don't know why he's not there. I don't think. You know, there could be any number of reasons. Uh, many of them are, you know, who, you know, doesn't matter. And some of them might be significant. We'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll hear about it from Draymond when, it, when he gets here. But I don't think it's anything major. I do think that it's worth monitoring, though. That's for sure. And, and I assume he's healthy. I assume that he can get out there and practice right away. You know, what if he comes in here and then he has to miss four more days? You know, that happens in camp. Uh, I think that would be some sort of issue for them, just like not having Draymond out there to play with Kaminga and Moody and Bielitz and Porter and all these, you know, interesting different pieces they put together and they want to, you know, they don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. But keep in mind, we got to remember he did play in the Olympics too. That's true. Uh, yeah. uh, but what, what uh, I mean, he picked a it worked they out his absence, there. right? They absolutely were expecting him, right? He was on that board, oh, no question. But it they, worked out, right? Like, he we didn't even we barely even noticed Draymond wasn't this. <laughs> yeah. Then he's gonna have his own media he's day, yeah, whenever right. yeah, it's gonna be, the yeah. Game. They everyone found out morning of organizationally because, like, there was paper, you know, it, you would walk by every station and Draymond's name was up for a certain time and they'd cross it out in pen. So, like, he was uh, on everybody's schedule. But um, the other thing, I mean, I should be said, like, he's been pretty detached from the core. Like, every single person that we saw yesterday pretty much has been in the facility the last month scrimmaging, you know, scrimmaging with some of these veterans that come in, the Avery Bradley, all them. Um, Wiseman's been in there rehabbing. Clay's been around there doing his workouts. Steph has come in a few times. Steph even scrimmaged uh, when Darren Collison was there. And Draymond Green's been in L.A. Draymond Green's been in L.A. the entire time. Draymond Green went to the with the Lakers to the Rams-Bucks game on Sunday. He was in the suite with, with Carmelo and LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Um, it Look, if he's at practice today and, and he's back on the grind and he's Draymond Green again, all is obviously forgiven. But it is pretty notable that he's basically spent the last month in L.A. while his entire team's been up here, was at a football game with the Lakers on Sunday and then didn't show up Monday. Yes, it's it's not a great look. It's Draymond. They'll live with it. Uh, He also happened to be on a podcast. Not Draymond is regularly not a great look, right? Yeah. Like this is kind of what he does. And they've, and I think that was Myers point about the, the, uh, the Durant podcast was like, Hey, you know, they know, they know Draymond. They've been through things with Draymond. Draymond has been through things with them. Uh, you just this is what the deal is. If it wasn't a little bit bumpy, then it wouldn't be Draymond and the Warriors. Uh, you know, at some point, that's I think I've said this before. At some point, they're not going to love this. 
uh, you know, it's, there's kind of a, you know, a slope of he's so good that this is just Draymond. And then there's a point where he's not so great anymore and this ain't worth it. But they're not there yet. Draymond's worth every bit of it. Uh, but he does push it. And, you know, it, I guess we're not, you know, we're not surprised as Draymond we're talking about who's, who's the one who, who wasn't there and that the Warriors accepted it. But then we'll see how good he is. And we'll see. You know, whether his play and his fire and his, you know, leadership and all those things that we've written about just supersede it like always. At some point, they're not going to, though. At some, and, and maybe he will be, you know, a perfect player at that point. You know, like he won't do any of this stuff. Maybe he does this because he knows he can. But, you know, I, I, you know, you make a point. Yeah, he was there with the Lakers and he was. But I think when he was there with LeBron, right? He's there with LeBron. He's, he's, that yeah, was, that, that's business. Clutch. Yeah, that's clutch. He's part of LeBron. Clutch. Yeah, he's part of the LeBron group. That's just the way it is now. And I don't know that the that the Warriors love that, but too bad. That's his choice. He's gonna he's gonna hang out with who he's gonna hang out with. And there's gonna be issues like this. And they know it and they don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. And there'll probably be another. And I'll just go, yeah, he he did a pot I mean, it's old news and but we haven't really talked about everybody about this. He did a podcast ripping Steve Kerr and Bob Myers, literally, just about something that happened two years earlier. So I don't think anything should surprise us about his relationship with the team, other than show up, play hard, be great, show the you know the younger players what it takes to to play at this level, and you're just Draymond. The show the up is the is. key. The yes. better he is, the more likely he'll be. Uh, he'll continue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, my my personal take is for him to not be there means something something actually happened. Yep. Uh, but and one one thing we can count on is he's going to show up for Steph, and maybe yes. you know, maybe showing up to media day isn't like you know, isn't this grand gesture like you know he could call Steph and be like, hey, this is what's happened. I won't be there. Steph will be fine. But he he's going to have to show up for Steph this season, like. And you can you can kind of you can almost kind of bank on he'll at least give him that. Uh, and if not, if, if that day comes where he's not, that means he's trying to get out of here. Like <laughs> he's trying to force a force a way out. But you know, Draymond's making you know he, he got his max deal. He's making his money. Uh, and you know the the surprising part is this is kind of like last summer uh, or last training camp and. In this year, this is kind of like that the a new approach for Draymond. It's normally he gets to shape in season, so that's the part that's interesting. Like you know, he went he played overseas, he played in the Olympics to kind of help him keep that shape going, uh, and to kind of come into camp, you know, fit and ready to go, which was the plan last year. So he's still trying to get like this new way of operating, like let it hit the ground running. It was interrupted last year. And now this year, whatever's happened might interrupt it now. So it almost feels like uh, maybe, maybe the universe is telling him he should go back to getting fit in March. (laughs) But that's, which is different about this season. And I, and I would understand that it's, it's kind of like he's older now and he doesn't need to be at full speed for, 82 games before, you know, how many rounds in the playoffs that they're expecting to be in. But you talk to Steve Curry, you talk to whoever, they're, they're trying to like start fast, right? That they don't they want have not to. Not even yeah. just start fast. How do they want to play? Draymond at center. Yes. I mean, yeah. so important. That, and while they wait for Clay, 
they need to they're convinced they need to play this style which is the best thing for Steph we all know it it's it's not you know trying to get other people going it's to try to get Steph going and everything flows from there so you put people around him who know how to play with him who who complement him and then everything else goes from there and Draymond is incredibly important to that you know Draymond at a high level is is the, is the second most important piece of that obviously you know in, in the shadow of Steph but everybody's in the shadow of Steph and they can't have Draymond rolling into shape in that situation he was great in the 15 and 5 run like they they needed every bit of Draymond in that obviously with Steph going ridiculous and you know it, they they don't have anyone else to do that when Wantas kind of Anderson is their their next best option and he's not he's not Draymond he just nobody can be can be that, like that so they do need. I mean, they're not only do they need it; they know they need it. They're talking about how they need it. This can't be, you know, Jesus. They're, you know, they're four games out of the the last playoff spots now. Here, okay, Clay, you come save us. They don't want that. They want it the other way around. We're playing very well. Everything's great. With okay, now let's add step. Yeah, yeah, let's Clay, get come get us Clay in here to get to turbo boost us into the playoffs like you know if he's back in january which you know maybe it's optimistic maybe it's not when's he going to be full speed right i mean march so like they, they what they don't want is like hey clay you got to go play 30 minutes in a march 4th game on the road you know in milwaukee to try to get us to the seventh seed that's what they don't want they want to be there already in some decent shape that 15 and 5 thing now they I mean it's not the, the rate that they'll win it but they want to play like that and feel good about themselves early, not working into shape early, feel good about themselves early. That's their, you know, it's a hey, Draymond doesn't have to completely vouch for that and completely embrace that. But he's a part of what their plans are. And if they don't have a great Draymond, <laughs> who are they going to turn to? James Wiseman? You know, who are they going to? Well, I mean, you, you mentioned that name. There's two points of this season that it's going to be. There's going to be awkward uh, stretches, which is like reintegrating Wiseman is going to be tough. Uh, and reintegrating clay is going to be tough, no, you know? No question. No question. Yeah. Like, Hey, Jordan pool. I know you've got this like nice rhythm and routine and you're starting, but now you got to like learn this bench roll and clay needs some shots. And clay's going to play four minutes here and four minutes there. It's going to kind of screw up patterns. Like we all know how that works in a season. So, um, yeah, what you're saying is right. Like they need, they, they can't get in a hole. And, uh, part of that is they need Draymond Green ready day one more than remember last year he missed the first four games and then he eased into it and if you look at his um if you look at his splits month to month they it's it it goes up the all the entire season like you know december was better than november january's better in december it's like they can't really have him rolling into an okay season well they can't they can't try to be adapting Draymond, Wiseman, and Clay, you know, like, you know, one after the other. They need to have hit a hit a field. They get get to where they're going to get before Clay gets there, and then work Clay in because they're not going to play the same way with Clay. I don't think, and I just don't know that you can count on him to to play that scatter ball while he's getting his legs into shape. Uh, and so they're going to have to adjust. They they're going to you know go back to a little bit more like they played the split action, all those things. Uh, and you, you know when you have two weapons to use, not just focusing on one, should be should be fine if when Clay's really up and running. But until that he gets to that point, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, and then I think Wiseman is is 
somebody else that doesn't play that style. That's not the way he plays and, and how you work that. Jordan Poole, you know, they, they just got a lot of things to just and their solution is let's just play this the way we played to end last year, which was great. Let's just start that way and then figure it out from there. And Draymond is really, really important to them. So to, to they're small fair, forward. We don't know. To be fair, we don't know. Yeah, that's another one. To be fair, we don't know what the issue is with Draymond. He could come tomorrow no. and everything will yes. be just, yes. just yeah. fine. He might be uh, up for the first practice today. He might. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's why I think because he's so vital, because they need to start, that's why I think I'd be surprised if he isn't there for Steph. Steph doesn't have Clay. Steph doesn't have the uh, uh, Wiseman. He may not have Wiggins, right? Like the guys he need, he he's got Andre to count on his Draymond. He's got Andre, whatever is left of him. So uh, <laughs> I do feel like that's why I think he'll be there. But uh, I was I was very intrigued. I mean, obviously this is Clay, but uh, he was pretty adamant that he's gonna be Clay again this year. Right, like he would, he he doesn't know when he's coming back. He, like he's kind of like you know tampering expectations, and you know it's about feel and conditioning. But he was like, "Yo, I'm going to be back at that level." Uh, that that was interesting to me. I, I don't know what it is about Clay that ma- it just made it sound so believable. Like you believe him when he's like, "I'm going to be that." Remember that dude in the finals when oh, I was yeah. practically unstoppable? I'm gonna be that again this year. I was. That was pretty. Uh, that was a unique take from Clay. I, like, it's Clay, right? It's not. It's not uh, different, but it was. It just really. It really stood out to me at media day. What What do you? What can you work on when you don't have your legs? Like, if you're working out, what can you work on? The shot, right? I mean, and so if Clay Thompson has been. If Clay Thompson has been working on his jump shot over and over and over or set shot or whatever he can do has been doing er, in the early goings with his, with his legs not feeling. Now he can go ahead and shoot the jumper. If he's feeling great about it, right? If he's worked on it, if it's, if, if it's at a whole other level, then that, that might lead to some of that confidence. Now we'll see what it does at full speed with guys, you know, run into him, bumping into him. No idea. He has no idea, but I bet she's feeling really good about that jump shot. <laughs> I bet she's feeling really, really good about that. And Clay Thompson feeling good about the jump shot is uh, a whole other level. We'll see. I mean, that's literally I, what he referenced, right? Like I was shooting, I was shooting the lights out the ball. That's the best I well, was did, ever shooting. Yeah, I mean, I asked him uh, like what he could do right now. He's like, well, first I could make a lot of jump shots. Yeah. And then he was like, but 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 I mean, he also was like, my timing's off, my rhythm's off. Yep. Two I'm two years of rust. He hopes in four weeks to be able to start to play five on five, which I actually thought was an optimistic timeline by him. I'm like, if he's playing five on five and in, in a month in october yeah yeah, that would be, like, yeah. You know, they might back yeah that might be a little optimistic but we'll see yeah uh, yeah i mean he hasn't defended anybody i mean bob yeah. said they were waiting for him to say when he was ready to play 505 and yeah then, i mean and then they'll wait to... another three weeks probably yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right yeah they're gonna all be right, careful cool. um, all right you're you ready now all right give it another month to yep. your point, I'm not surprised Clay said that, that he hopes to get back to what he used to be. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to completely doubt him, but he was like dominating Kawhi Leonard in like an NBA Finals game six. Like, I am skeptical Clay Thompson will ever be that version of Clay Thompson again, which is sad for him, but it's just, I think, the reality of bodies. Um, and, and like, I don't even think the Warriors are like thinking he needs to get back to that. I, 
I think they're fine with 80% of what he yeah. used to be. Late, you know, later stage Ray Allen, right? I mean, it's we've seen this. We've, we've seen great shooters who sustain themselves. They're not as great as they were when they were 27, but they're still lethal. There's still somebody you got to guard. You've got to think about uh, a better player than the Warriors have had, you know, next to Steph when the I, play's gone. I think at worst they're hoping, like, Clippers J.J. Redick. Not like the last couple seasons, J.J. Redick, where he looked like wash washed up. But, um, like, you know, remember, like, J.J. Redick was like a huge yeah. component of, of, of a couple of those. Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver has been a good, you know, and not not. This is constant slander happening right now. Uh, JJ Redick, yeah. Kyle Corver. I said Ray Allen. I said Ray Allen. That's oh a pretty good one. Ray Allen won championship. You mean the JJ Redick who never beat the Warriors? Yeah, who never <laughs> made so a big violent. shot against? Yeah, yeah, never, yeah, never made a big shot. Okay, Mar- Marcus Thompson. Marcus Thompson. Do you think Clay Thompson will ever get back to the level that he left at? Uh, I think he. I think he can get close. I believe he can get there. I mean, KD helps me see see the the path, but I don't think his game was ever based on athleticism anyway. I think he'll be a smarter player, and maybe he could compensate for some of that lack of mobility. I think I don't think he's gonna be able to like handle point guards the way he did, like which was a big part of who he was. But offensively, I don't see why he can't be who he was. He wasn't breaking down He's going to score dudes. a ton. He's going to yeah, score yeah, a ton. He wasn't, I don't see why he can't get to that side. The other part is, is he going to give Damian Lillard fits in a playoff series? Like, I don't know if he can For 36 be that minutes. guy again. Yeah, I don't think he can be that guy again. But uh, The other concern, I, I'm he go, used to I'm be I'm going to go with Clay Thompson from 2015. Like, is the, is the, is the floor. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he used to be like, able to take physical beatings, and I just don't. He can't oh, do that. Yeah, no question. Yeah. He yeah. he he had a way of just being overbearing to to the people he was guard. Like he just put his weight on you. Like he was so durable and 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 big. Like he, I think those days are kind of those days might be. Over. I'd be surprised if he is that physically imposing on other guards, but. Man, like like TK said, do you know how many spots this dude will have on the floor where he just won't miss now, <laughs> right? And it, he was never like breaking dudes down off the dribble and improvising. It's like curl off the screen, get to these spots, and pull up. He might be even better than that than he was at that. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely see it. But JJ Redick is far far too low of a bar. I'm, I'm sorry. Aggregate that one. <laughs> Aggregate that one. Good JJ, JJ Reddick was a good, good player. JJ. We're talking about a Hall of Famer here. Cool. Yeah. yeah. JJ Reddick made like twenty million dollars a year, many years. But uh, yeah, JJ no. Reddick was not a bad player. He was not a bad player by any means. Yeah. No, I don't think Clay would love that comparison. No, I'm not saying Clay Thompson <laughs> listening to this like, oh well, yeah, that's great model for me. I'm going after JJ Reddick Clippers. <laughs> I'm just, you know, we're trying to be realistic here. Uh, um, any, what else from media day? Anything else? Andre Iguodala returning, and he had Andre, a good Andre, well, I thought was good. Uh, you know, again, Andre's always good when he's you know willing to talk and and thoughtful. He's so smart. He's got conscience of of maybe not the locker room. He used to be. Maybe he still can be. We don't know. It's just good to have Andre. You know, a minor fraction of the way the locker room feels about having Andre back, but just like, it's good for us. He just puts things into some perspective. It's a little different than sometimes, but it's smart. It's researched. 
Um, it means something. Uh, I, I think that was good. I, I think I'll probably write about this in a day or so. The stuff uh, when I asked him about if he expects the Warriors to be aggressive to use that taxpayer mid-level <laughs> and being pretty clear about what his feelings about the Warriors need to spend some more money was pretty interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things. I thought that the rookies' personalities were getting a little more feel for them is interesting. Uh, I thought, hey, by the way, when you ask the, the veterans about the young players, who did they first talk about every single time? Why? Uh, Chris Chioza. Yeah, no, it's not Chris Chioza. How is Chris Chioza not up at the podium, by the way? That's just shocking. But uh, Wiseman, like, they think of him as, like, a rookie. Like, you know, like a, a rookie they know, a rookie with a ton of talent. But, like, you ask staff, it's, oh, yeah, we got all these young guys, Wiseman, da, 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 da. And you ask that Andre, da, 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 oh, it's Wiseman. So, you know, like, like – He's to them, you know, this young, still this young, supremely talented rookie. Like they didn't like last year doesn't really count to them because of all the things that happened pandemic year. We know we know all the reasons, but it's just it, it just it was interesting to me. I think it's relatively significant that they just they talk about the three rookies, basically the three lottery picks. And Wiseman is one of them. And I think that's a good way to think about him for them. Like they, they want to get all these guys going. And the one who's ahead of the others is James Wiseman. And he's also seven feet tall and can run like that. And they're, he they're, was intriguing, right? <laughs> he, he was very like. He, he well, he's not he small. Of, I'll say that. Man, and he's talking about how he put on muscle mass and just his. He, he, he's, he just has a way about him. Like not he's obviously not as, you know sage as andre but you could see him becoming that right like if he somehow manages to play 17 years right uh he just has a presence about him he he always knows how to handle himself i mean here's a guy who had uh a rocky rookie season to put it light uh he, he's still recovering from injury and then he was up there like just dishing talking i was like all right well like you know what I found interesting? They're clearly zeroing in on the mental with him. Uh, and he is himself. You know, you're asking him to give you motivational speeches and he's giving it there. But he's talking about he meditates and, and getting off social media and just, uh, you know, the expectations that come with being the number two overall pick and what his life was, which was a top prospect his entire life. Um, but also remember, I asked Iguodala about the young players and he, and what Tim was saying is like, he went right to Wiseman and then he did like a two minute answer about like James Wiseman and the expectations and the, and you could tell he wants to keep James mentally locked into having fun. Again, remember like what was the issue with him last year? How much he hung his head, one mistake head down. Oh, I might not be the superstar that everyone thought I would be. Like you could tell that it was always going through his head after any mistake. And just the way he's talking and the way some of the veterans are talking, you could tell like they think pumping him up, building him up, getting him away from some of the noise is like such a key for maximizing what he can be. And that's like a, a big project for them. And I think you is all clearly part of it. He's been on it's the crazy. Boat, he's, he's been on close. Been on a boat. So, yeah. He's the yeah. decade. I mean, it, 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 that's something again, I, I don't always go for the, Oh, the cute clay. He's such a goofy guy. And he is, but I don't always think I think the Bay Area sometimes overdoes that. But the fact that James Wiseman was in, in a video sitting in Clay's boat and, and working as his deckhand and Clay's happy to talk about it and Wiseman's talking about it, that's pretty significant, right? It, it is. Like the, they've got these old 
championship guys, and they've got these teenagers, and Wiseman's 20, but we can essentially think of them as a teenager. Like, there's something that's got to tie them together. Like, there, there does, like, they could get stratified. It could be two separate teams, and I think they're working hard to make sure they're not. And Clay with Wiseman would you, on that would you boat not is write a your sign. column here. Your column <laughs> I'm just right reciting it. I'm just reciting <laughs> it. Uh, but I do think that's a, like, I, I asked I asked about it. I asked a Clay Boat question, but I think it, it is interesting to see and that it was Wiseman every single time we asked those guys. Steph did the same thing, asking about the young guys, and he starts with Wiseman. Um, this is this is not again. It does tell you when you know many people around the league are ready to dump on, dump out on Wiseman. Bust. They should have taken him. But all those things are interesting. I don't disagree. You know, some of the reasoning is not terrible. The Warriors franchise, up and down the ladder, does not agree with that. <laughs> they are they are in on James Wiseman. They don't know how it's going to turn out, when it's going to turn out, but they are in on James Wiseman. And yesterday was just a long procession of backing that up, of them, re, you know, repeating that James Wiseman, they're, they're bringing him in, they're bringing him in. He's part of this. He's part of this. They're interested. They're, you know, he's he's a significant part of what they think they are, and. That is that was very interesting to me. I thought Kaminga was fun too. Yep. I like. Yep. I, just, he, I, like he, his I think he's got, he's got he's got promise. He's got he's got promise. Person. I mean, you could tell he's smart, right? You could tell he's smart, and he's almost kind of reading the response to his answers as he's saying them, right? As he's talking about playing two K with Seth. Like, hey, I'm not trying to be fun here, but. And he knew it was kind of funny that he's playing video games as a kid, you know, using Steph. And Steph never misses in 2K, which is not surprising. Uh, I, I think coming – I mean, Moody, Moody, obviously, you know, more mature, been around it more. He's going to be fine. I like I the Ariza comparison, already. by the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I like so. the Ariza. Oh, that's – the fact that Steve's saying it means that he might want to play him. Uh, and, you know, he's not going to say that. But if you compare somebody to Trevor Ariza when he's 19 years old, you're, you don't want to play him a little bit. Um, Even and, as a personality, it's a little yep, reason. Yep, yep, good. And 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 Kaminga, we'll see him. He might take a little longer, so a raw player, but I think he's got the personality to. He's got an NBA personality. He's not, you know, he's not afraid of this. We saw that summer league. We was trying to dunk on every single person on earth, uh, and I'm sure he's going to do that in training camp. And and we'll see what else, you know, he's got in his game. But these two guys look like they, you know, that's what they, that's what was said during. Yesterday's, you know, we talked to the veterans. We talked to Kerr. Like these, these guys do look like they belong. Don't know what kind of minutes that's going to mean, but they don't look like they're like completely over their heads in this situation. They look like they're ready for this. So, uh, uh, what are we looking forward to these next? You know, the first few days of camp. Uh, let's wrap this up by like maybe looking ahead a little bit. What's your it's it's tough because you don't know when Draymond is coming back. Yeah, why when Draymond practice, but uh, what's 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 his mood going to be like when when he's back? That's always some that's important every year with Draymond, right? Every year, uh, no question on that. Is this style? You know, are they really committed to it? Is it? I'm sure they're committed to it, but is it really going to work? How is it going to fit? And I, I know is Otto Porter, Andre Godala, Bielitsa, are those guys I, like? I hear Otto Porter's jumper is looking pretty nice. I hear he's always good shooting. I'm not worried about Otto Porter's jumper. I want to see Otto Porter run. I want to see what kind of shape Otto Porter's in. That's what matters on him. 
Um, and also, I, I'm kind of curious, like, are they coming out of there going, man, Jordan is playing great? Like, I mean, that's what we've yes. heard from the workouts, right? Yes. But they if he is, if, and if Steph and Andre and Draymond are saying this after a few practices, that's a big deal for this team. That is a huge deal for this team. You see the way he looked at me when I – story for game one, for day one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you – do you see how he looked at me when I asked how the uh, scrimmages were going? Yes. Like, how you think they've been going. <laughs> Have you been talking to anybody? If you've been talking to anybody, you'd know. All right? Okay? I just yeah. want to say that. Like, you, know, you know I've been killing it. I, I saw Jordan, uh, um, like, you know, in the little area where they're doing all their little obligations. And uh, I was like, hey, man, so how are you handling all this uh hype you know this 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 that you're about to have this breakout year that people were whispering about uh and you know he was not like oh you know i'm just i'm just you know i'm just working hard getting better he was like hey man you, you can go ahead and say that if you want to <laughs> like put, yeah put that out there like it, he's not the the shy jordan pool is is not uh that that dude don't exist he's like all right i feel like he was already confident in the way he's been playing and uh, in, in these little workouts and how he finished last year. You could tell gonna, he thinks he kind of figured it out. Yes, you think he, yes. You're going to see a Jordan Poole who's like, all right, it's my time. Let, let, let's go. And there there are people in the Warriors organization who are absolutely looking forward to seeing <laughs> Jordan Poole yeah. play that way. Like, it's really kind of take it by the horns and go see how good he can be. Yeah, the last thing I'm looking at, uh, or I guess my answer to this, is the 15th spot. Obviously, the competitors for the 15th spot, but this idea of will or they will they or won't they use it? Because Bob Myers and Steve Kerr both in their press conference alluded to the idea of, eh, well, you know, if we decide to use it, and you know, Tim's talking about Steph's answer, and you know, Steph even back to the summer talking to Marcus about it has clearly you know wants the warriors to spend where they need to spend to kind of maximize uh and if the warriors don't use the 15th spot because they want to save tax money uh that is notable and i don't think it would be something that steph would love because the idea we're not talking about a 15th player they're going to go into the season with two guys injured wiseman and clay and basically three rookies we'll call it well i should say two more rookies because wiseman's one of the guys injured so you know if it's avery bradley if it's gary payton we're really talking about a 10th 11th man maybe even a guy who could play himself up to like ninth in a rotation and particularly if bradley's who he used to be and if they decide that's not worth the tax money i'm just curious how that goes over in the locker room but was it was I would say with you, Marcus, when Bradley walked by us and we're like going, that's right. Wow, that's interesting to see Avery Bradley in a Warriors uniform. Uh, somebody that that has been speculated as a Warriors target for probably six years. Uh, if he's got anything and he can defend at the two guard, that's the even thing, some yeah. points. I mean, like that's that guy's going to play. That guy's going to play. So with that size, you know, who knows if he can hit the three anymore? He probably can hit a few. Um, and they don't don't keep a 15th man, and you know that would be and, interesting. And these guys will have been watching Avery Bradley yes, in yes. practice. Say and he's then if like they... giving Steph a tough time, you know, when when they're scrimmaging, like he's got stuff like, oh, can you make sure this guy's not guarding me anymore, and and put him on Lillard, please. So that is a yeah, that's a good one, Slater. I might steal that. I think I, I think the 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 acceptable way that you don't keep that fifth. 15th spot that you don't feel it unless like both these guys aren't good or and none of these guys are good the acceptable way not to feel it is if somehow you're like this dude moody is ready <laughs> to be that 10th yep. guy right or that yep. 
if that if that's the case and you're like they're not beating out moody and he's going to be a guy that we can use to do some of this stuff but outside of that yeah i think uh there would be some veterans who'd have who'd have a problem with that there's one other way like they could say listen we really are going to use the taxpayer uh so you know we're keeping the spot open we're not going to double pay for a roster spot here but they could slide that around they can get a non-guaranteed yeah yeah, I mean, all the all the guys they have uh, are non-guaranteed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they bring up, brought them in on these non-guarantees where you can cut them at any time. I believe January 12th is when yeah. I think Peyton is the only one who opening night will get like a pretty chunk guarantee. Yeah. Um, like um, Mulder. If, if uh, we're saying Avery Bradley, what if what if Gary Payton, you know, the second is is playing lights out? What if? You know who who they've got some Langston guys. Galloway is shit. Yeah, Langston Galloway, like like the the veterans or, on this team. You know what like, if Looney goes? Looney gets an ankle tweak or something, yes. and they're like Jordan Bell need they need the body. You yes, know? yes. And so where was Jordan uh, Bell yesterday? Come on, yeah, Jordan Bell. I saw him. I actually Jordan saw Bell him. on the podium. Now wearing number six, I saw him. He couldn't get his old number back. <laughs> You know, I think that's a good that is a good point, Slater, that, that they're going to be again. What maybe those old guys are just going to be a blur, you know, like nobody stands out and they don't need to do it. They know they can probably get Peyton back at some point if they really need him. But um, if they're somebody's looking good, especially defensively on the wing, because they, you know, Kerr mentions this. It's very cl- true. They're down. You know, they, they lost a few defensive players, you know, maybe not incredible defensive players, but. Defensive players they could use. You could use somebody who can go yeah, guards. Yeah, yeah, no question. And you just, you just, um, Avery Bradley, again, when he walked by, I go, yeah, that guy could probably still guard Steph. That's what I was thinking. He just looked like a guy who could guard people. Uh, and those are valuable. We know it's very valuable for the Warriors. We got the questions. Right. We got the questions. We're, we're ready. Let's wrap. We're headed. And We're uh, headed to Chase. Chase Center. We'll, we'll be having another show next week. Until then. next time. Hey, you know what? Before we go, it's good to be with you guys again. Yeah. Yes, we have, have been all three of us for a while. Season's back. Season's back. We're back. I'll be and, taking the next uh, two weeks up. No, <laughs> and then nobody had nobody no showed. Nobody no showed. So we're all good. Warriors plus minus is back. Let's go. Uh 2020, 21 season. Uh for Anthony Slater, Tim Kawakami. We are out of here. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.